Welcome to Season 2 of the Undetected Narcissist Podcast. Your host, Angela Meyer, is here to bring you clarity if you are stuck in confusion. She is an award-winning hypnotherapist, wellness coach, trauma recovery specialist, and NLP practitioner. In Season 2, Angela will cover various mental health topics that are designed to shift your perspective and support humanity as a whole. There is always a blog post with supporting information, so please visit undetectednarcissist.com. So enjoy, relax, listen, and learn as we embark on this wonderful podcast today with you. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Undetected Narcissist. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to deal with toxic parents. And if any of you don't know my name, I'm Angela Meyer. And usually, I don't say that in the beginning. So I'm just reminding you, this is who it is, Angela Meyer. So let's begin. How to deal with toxic parents once you realize they are toxic can almost seem like an impossible task. You can love them, but you don't like how they communicate or treat you. A person can feel torn inside. On one end of the scale, you want to be treated fairly and with unconditional love and respect. On the other end of the scale is fear. Fear of the unknown reactions to setting healthy boundaries or sticking to the limits one has set. There can be fear of retaliation, rejection, abandonment, financial support threats, insults, mockery, the parent's self-doubt in one's ability, and the fear that it will just be a big waste of time. Taking the first few steps to stand up for yourself, speak your truth, and set limits can be scary. Some parents will laugh in your face, while others will ignore your requests. Then some parents will make someone feel so small, weak, not strong enough, and incapable that these types of parents will talk you out of your plan. Some might treat you like a baby, and just to please mom, you go along with it to avoid hurting her tender feelings. Then some might make up excuses or bring up past failures to keep someone compliant with the toxic parents' demands. Dealing with toxic parents takes courage, strength, and consistent resilience. It is a lifelong struggle. Some people will go, well, they'll give it a go, and others, they'll just give up. Others will cling to the hope that the parent might change or will be willing to change. The problem I have heard and seen repeatedly is clinging to hope that the toxic parent might change only ends up in heartache. Our expectations can destroy our dreams. So, like always, I'd like to give you some examples of how to deal with toxic parents. Now, I worked with one client that had extremely toxic parents. She read books, attended classes and workshops, and did all the work to have a healthier relationship with her parents. She spent thousands of dollars 
and a few years in therapy. She tried to get her parents to attend therapy with her, but they always had an excuse or an emergency arise. She was ready to give up. When she discovered my work, that's when she decided, this is my last attempt. The problem I found is that she did not know their weapons of choice when controlling and manipulating her. Since she did not know the weapons and was not given the tools to deflect those weapons, she failed again and again. So here are the steps she took. And there's only 10 steps here. One, think of three to five of the most painful scenarios in dealing with her toxic parents. Two, journal what happened in specific detail. Write down what was said, not said, the looks, the tone of voice, body language, how it made her feel, what got resolved, what didn't get resolved, and so on. Three, review your journal entries with the list of how to spot toxic parents. Write down the weapons or games they use in this section. Number four, review her journal entries with the list of how to spot if someone is narcissistic. Repeat the weapons and games. And number five, look over the list of how to deal with a toxic person during the holidays. Repeat again. And then six, Put a star next to the patterns and weapons of choice that feel like a nuclear bomb, and she caves. Number seven, write down your typical pattern in reacting, responding, and being triggered by each weapon. Number eight, when do you cave in the most? Is it stress at work? Not enough sleep? Not enough self-care? Or is it out of guilt, shame, gaslighting tactics, or threats? Number nine, can you see any patterns that are stuck on recycle and repeat? If so, what have you done in the past to get unstuck? What worked and didn't work and why? And lastly, number 10, discover what fearful thoughts hold you back or prevent you from being successful. Be honest with yourself and write it down. All right. And if you forget these steps, they are on the blog post. I always do that. Now, it was like a light bulb went off in her head once she finished her homework. The biggest lesson she learned was changing her responses and reactions to their toxic communication and replies. Her parents knew what buttons to push and when she would accept defeat and allow them to win. It took practice, patience, determination, calming techniques, a box of Kleenex, and tough love. She also let go of the dream of them changing for her happiness and well-being. In the end, she had to become a parent to herself. For example, I had her ask herself when she felt rejected, belittled, or sad, if you were the loving, nurturing parent and the young adult, what advice would you give? How would you nurture them? 
What do they need from you to feel heard, loved, accepted, and seen? This approach helped her to get unstuck because she would spiral down in shame every time she tried and failed. Moving forward, she worked on the following areas of how to deal with toxic parents because guilt trips and games of, well, if you really loved us, you would, blank, were used against her on a regular basis. And it's really messed up when they use those games, like saying, well, if you really loved us, well, if you really cared about us, you would do this. And that's just manipulation. And as soon as she learned that, she knew how to deflect it. Next, I want to give you 25 tools for dealing with a toxic parent. And again, it's on the blog post. Number one, stop trying to change them. Number two, set and enforce healthy boundaries. Set a timeline to track your progress. If limits were crossed, write it down in your journal and make modifications if needed. Number three, remember your feelings, thoughts, and experiences were valid and real. Number four, be mindful of what you share with them. At times, oversharing can backfire or it can be used against you as a weapon later, or your parent might gossip about you using indirect reactive abuse. Number five, create a healthy support system, and routinely seek support to keep your sanity. Number six, don't try to reason with them. A toxic parent, when angry or irrational, will be stuck in black and white thinking patterns. You will never win. Therefore, at times, it is best to agree to disagree, even if they won't. Number seven, have realistic expectations and track progress each time. Number eight, practice self-care before and after each visit. Number nine, have an action plan before visiting parents. Number 10, work through your feelings and care for yourself on a regular basis. Number 11, learn to manage your stress so you don't get overwhelmed. Number 12, Know your parents' limits and work around it. For example, if your parent has a drinking problem, plan to connect or communicate when you know they will not be intoxicated. If certain holidays trigger your toxic parent, be mindful of the triggers. You could plan a visit before or after the holidays if this helps to reduce the triggers. Number 13, live how you desire without worrying about what your parents want. Number 14, talk to other people who've dealt with toxic parents to gain support. Swapping stories can be very enlightening and educational. Number 15, it's not your fault that your parents are toxic. You can't do anything to change them. However, you can feel better by focusing on your own mental health and gaining tools to keep your sanity. Number 16, always have an exit strategy during difficult situations. You can create a code word or code words like cookie monster 
You can do that with a friend or with a partner when it's time to leave. You are not obligated to stick around just to be polite or make your parent happy. Your sanity comes first. Number 17, don't be afraid to tell your parents no. There are several more examples on how to communicate with toxic parents in the rest of this post. 18, you do not have to be your parents' beck and call. When you are asked to do anything and your knee-jerk response in the past is to drop everything and appease this parent, stop. Give yourself 24 to 48 hours to think things over. Think about what you are being asked to do. What are you giving up and how much? Like examples is time, money, sanity. And in the past, how many times when you said yes, did they take advantage of it? Did what they asked you match what they expected from you? If not, take this information into consideration. You can set limits and boundaries without being verbally abused and manipulated. Number 19, stop trying to please them. It's normal to want your parents' approval, yet toxic parents are almost impossible to please. For example, when you do try to please them and it's not good enough or satisfactory, you can end up feeling like a failure. Do not take it personal and remember to do what makes you feel good. It's not about them feeling good because the majority of the time, they truly don't feel good about themselves or life in general. Therefore, remember, you have choices. You get to decide what's right for you. Some toxic parents will always be miserable and will use that misery as a weapon to manipulate and control. Number 20, if you're living at home, you may feel like you're trapped and things won't get better. This isn't true and your situation is temporary until you find other living arrangements. Just holding on to the thought that this situation is temporary can provide some mental and emotional relief. You can use detachment, you can use boundaries, and self-care to help your situation. And just remember, things will get better. 21. You are not required to spend the holidays with your parents. You can create your own family holiday traditions or go on a vacation. Number 22, remember change starts with you. 23, you don't have to immediately respond to every text message or voicemail. If you must, set limits on how many messages you will willingly respond to in a day. 24, emotionally detach from your parents. Create space is healthy. You got to create that space. But some toxic parents can manipulate you when you try to detach by faking an injury, self-harming themselves, or trying to blame you for their injury. Like, I fell and you should have been here. What happened? It's all your fault. If they play these games, avoid taking responsibility for their actions and do not allow them to make you feel guilty. And then number 25, there's a warning. 
in general, cutting off your parents may not be the best option. However, it may be what is best for you in the present moment. Make the choice that you feel supports your overall happiness and well-being. And if you need to let your parents know that this break is only temporary, can sometimes get them off your back and reduce the retaliation or threats. Now, how to communicate with toxic parents. Communication is key. First, you have to realize that your toxic parents are communicating in a manner that can appear to be childish, selfish, and unhealthy. It can be challenging to communicate with someone who you know is toxic, but you still care about them. I have spoken about the sandwich approach, and I would advise that approach. The bread is the positive, and the sandwich filling is the issue. Always use I statements instead of you. If you must use a you statement, just know that instead of using the word you, it in its place, you can use us or we statements. Here's an example. We need to communicate better with one another instead of you need to communicate better with me. The blame is not solely on the toxic person and saying it in this manner makes it less personal. I also highly suggest practicing in advance what you want to say. Learning how to use the sandwich approach is never easy. Why? Well, growing up, most of us learned that it's easier to blame another person than take responsibility for our own actions. So we learn to communicate by using a lot of you statements. When we use you statements, it can feel like blame when there is no blame. So here are some replacement examples. You need to be more mindful of what you say to me. Instead, say, we need to be more mindful of what we say to each other. Next example. You really hurt my feelings when you said blank to me. Instead, say, it really hurt my feelings to hear blank. Final example. You always treat me like a child. Instead, say, last week at Aunt Sally's house, I felt like I was being treated like a silly schoolgirl in love. It really hurt my feelings. In the future, I would like my personal life not to be shared with everyone in the family. I know you love me and I appreciate your support. How to communicate with toxic parents. Let's continue. I will say that toxic parents are in my book, the most difficult to communicate with. They know your buttons and triggers. They know how to manipulate one into compliance. Therefore, if you ever find yourself being asked to do something you don't want to do or feel trapped to comply, try saying the following things first before yes. Try saying these following to your toxic parents. No. My busy schedule does not allow me the freedom at the moment. Next one. Let me think about it. I will get back to you tomorrow. Thank you, but right now is not a good time for me. I need time to think this over. I will give you my answer later. 
I am feeling overwhelmed at the moment and I want to make the right decision. Let me think it over. Thank you, but I'm not interested. Thank you, maybe another time. Thank you, but I have other plans I cannot modify. That's very kind of you, but I'm not available. Next one. I realize that I have other commitments. Maybe another time. Next one. No, I am sure someone else can accommodate you. What about blank? That sounds interesting. I need to have a family meeting first so we can all vote on it. And then the last one, I need to clarify things with my partner. It could be a sibling or your spouse first. I will let you know what they say. Now, at times, some toxic parents do not like it when others are included in the decision-making process. Be warned that they might try to talk you out of their vote or opinion. What I have learned is to use their same tactics against them. Let me explain. If you want or need your spouse's vote, use your wedding vows and the commitment you made. If your toxic parents are religious, you can use that as well. It's leverage. So here are some examples. I made a vow to Claire on our wedding day that I would always include her in my minor and major family decisions. I refused to break my vow to her. I know mom would never want her wedding vows broken. Therefore, I must speak to Claire about this. Next example. I know Sam has some major plans coming up and I do not recall the exact dates. I need to speak to Sam first. This marriage means a lot to me and I do not want to upset Sam by going behind his back. I love him very much and I know you want me to be happy in my marriage. And then lastly, I made a promise and commitment to my family that when we take our next family vacation, everyone's vote is included. This makes the grandkids feel loved and proud to be included in all the major family fun. And lastly, now 40% of the population want to know how to help toxic parents. The best advice I can give is to just accept them for who they are. They became toxic because that is how they were raised, or they experienced trauma, did not get help, and it altered them. They might be toxic, but it does not mean they should be erased from one's life. There are exceptions, but we have to remember that everyone has flaws. People, as they get older, can become rigid in their mindset. How much can one person tolerate? How one can help a toxic parent is by being your authentic self. You can be living proof that you refuse to be controlled and manipulated. Your toxic parent will either do two things. They will either be proud of you in the end, or the jealousy might be too much for them to handle. They might think, if I didn't have it, they can't either. They might sabotage you, so be warned. And lastly, it might help to think of them as little children that never grew up, like adults in diapers having a temper tantrum when they don't get their way. 
that image seems to help some clients. And I know I'm using humor here, but laughter is better than tears. So be patient with your toxic parents. Be the living example of a decent, kind, and caring human being. And remember, actions speak louder than words. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and blog post about how to deal with toxic parents. Any comments are welcomed and appreciated. Have a great day, and like always, take care.